Welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast, where we offer solutions to the obstacles you face when it comes to achieving your health and fitness goals. As a married couple who's lost a combined weight of 100 kilograms and 11 clothes sizes, our raw, real, and relatable stories will show you the path you must walk to achieve, and more importantly, maintain the results you know you can reach, because we know it works. So get ready to share the success and show the results with your hosts, Matt and Courtney. Hello and welcome back to season seven of the Weight Loss Podcast. I am Courtney and Matt is here. Hello, I'm always here. Yes, always. Um, today's episode, acknowledging our small wins. A bit different to the small wins. Yes, so this is a real personal episode for us. Um, you hear us talk about acknowledging small wins all the time. <laughs> something you're very passionate about and something I actually learned from you and really sort of appreciated um, from from Courtney is – because I've been guilty of it as well in the past where, oh, well, I'm not where I want to be yet, so, you know, I haven't succeeded. I haven't done anything. Mm. Not really helpful. Not helpful, and it's easy to fall into the trap of thinking that if you haven't got – you haven't gotten anywhere unless you've hit your sort of your big target goal. Well, I mean – you, for me, you, you can tell yourself, "Oh well, until I get there, I failed." Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It doesn't. It doesn't count. It doesn't count because you know I haven't. I haven't lost fifty kilos. I haven't lost. You know, I haven't knocked off six notches on my belt. You know, six belt holes. So yeah, and I think I've always, I've always been really big on the fact that it's it's not just easy to fall into the trap of. I think it's it's literally will be your downfall if you don't address this. Um, this sort of mindset because it's just too far away. So I've spoken about it a lot before. So, but I'll just touch on the fact that when we hit, when we make our really big target goals. So I want to drop, you know, four dress sizes or whatever it is that we want to do. The big long term stuff. The big long term stuff. It's so big, and we all know it's going to take so much time. It's easy to say it, but then when you're living it. It time seems to be going backwards. Like it just goes so slow. Whenever you're waiting for anything big, the time will go – it'll feel like it's going even slower. Um, mm. I always say it's sort of like when you're waiting, you're standing there waiting for the kettle to boil, it seems to take longer than if you just walked away and came back. <laughs> so – it will feel like it's going even slower. So you need something along the way to help remind your brain and your emotions that you are achieving something. Or some things. Or some things. Yeah. There are st- steps being taken. There are improvements yeah. being made. There are wins being had. Like we need to remind ourselves of these because if it doesn't show up in photos, if it doesn't show when you put on your clothes, we automatically will tell ourselves that nothing has changed. Yeah. Uh, it can fuck with your head. Yeah. Big time. I'm, I'm sure you would agree, Courtney, but I'm here to be corrected if need be, that not only can it fuck with your head, it can be kind of what sets you on the path to giving up because you, you think to yourself and you tell yourself, well, I'm not making any progress. Mm. Like, oh, well, my photos look the same, so everything else, like, well, well, I'm failing. Yeah. Or I'm not where I want to be and I've been doing this for what I think is long enough, so this doesn't work. Yeah. And I think for me, those sell, those small wins have also got me back on track when I've let bad habits come, you know, creep back into my life, mm. which you know has happened multiple times over my ten year journey, and will continue. To, it's still happening. It's normal, and I really don't see a time in which it will never happen for me and anybody else. Really, I mean, there's always going to be bad habits that want to creep back in. It's just to what degree those bad habits do come back in. I think that's human nature. Yeah. But I think for me, what I lean on are these small wins in those times. So I'll lean on looking back and reflecting and it allows me to remind myself that, oh no, it's not all bad. Remember what I've got. Well, not, I think not just necessarily looking back at, you know, oh, well, I've got this or I've done that, but what, what are you still doing well right now? Yeah. Because the thing is, a lot of us tend to throw the baby out with the bathwater. So, oh, well, my photos aren't that different. So, oh, the whole thing's fucked. It's like, well, I mean, 
are you building consistency in certain areas? Are mm-hmm. you, you know, like as we'll go through with our own small wins, are you not missing gym sessions? Yeah. Like that that fucking counts. Yeah. Are you not are you not um skipping breakfast anymore? Mm-hmm. Which I didn't have on my list, which I probably could have had. Um, you know, that that's something that I did, you know, pre um ten years ago I would skip breakfast or same. Um you know, skip lunch and just binge eat in the afternoon the or something meals. like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think all those, all those examples are really important. I think before we get into our list, basically what Matt and I have done is we have both written a list and we haven't actually shown each other our list yet. Mm. Um, we're, but, going, we're going to give, give them to each other <laughs> live as we record. Yes. We don't know where we're at, do we? So we had to cap the list. So this isn't necessarily a list of just of all of our wins. It's not exhaustive because we could be here yep. all fucking day. We've been doing this each for a really long time. So if we had to sit here and think about, okay, what wins have we had since, you know, 10 years ago for me and what, 18, 15 years ago for you, Matt? Yep. Yep. So it would be a pretty long list. So there's going to be ones, probably pretty obvious ones as well, that we've missed out on this list. Well, what's but to say we can't do another one down the track? We will like, continue to do these. It's really just, I think the main purpose as well, is really just to get you thinking about your wins and also to show you that they don't have to be anything really big. They don't have to be like, hey, you know, a, a small win isn't, hey, I dropped a dress size. You know, they they can be something even simpler than that. Well, one of the one of the reasons I love the idea of us doing this episode is that I was talking to Courtney prior, and it's like some of the things now that to me are so normal and so day to day, I don't even pay attention to. Yet, okay. if I went back and gave these these skills or these traits or these wins to myself when I was first starting, like they would just be mind blowing. And I think that was so hard for me when I sat down to write this list, Matt, because I and I totally then understood what you're talking about because it was actually really hard um, for me to think of these things. And then, you know, you would say, oh, well, what about this? And I would think, oh, of course. But because it's so day-to-day and routine for us now, some of them I really had to think about, like, hang on a second, yeah, 10 years ago I didn't do that. I think even, like, I think even for, for Courtney and I, we have been – and this is why I think this – episode is as helpful for us as hopefully it will be for you i think we've taken a lot of these things for granted because they've become so normal to us yes yet we just go back to when we were beginners this stuff would be just unbelievable well exactly well it's just the example i gave before which was not skipping breakfast that could Mm. have easily been at the top of my list but i'd forgotten that a decade ago i didn't eat breakfast yep and yeah, it's it's just really easy to do that. So I think that it's really it's a great habit to get into really reflecting on these things. And we'll talk about a bit more of that after we give our lists. The one thing I just want to really highlight when people say to me, "Well, then what is a small win?" So before we get into our yeah. list, yeah. to me, and you can give your answer to this, Matt. I think to me, a small win is anything that. Um, you you can get to a point and honestly say, I do this better or that this X is now a skill that I have and it's helping me get to where I want to be. That's very well said. I would just, for me, I'd, I'd say it in even more simple terms, it's an improvement. Yeah. And it's an improvement that doesn't necessarily have to be, it has, you know, it's, it's not just in the mirror. It's yep. not just in, in your, your photos. in, in, the, in the, yep. the photos or your dress size or your belts, your belt notches for the for the guys. Like it's an improvement, and the improvement, yeah, there can be physical improvements. You know, um, like not on my list, but like for for a lot of women, for example, like you know, nails have improved, hair yeah. quality improves, skin. skin quality improves. So yeah, these are some pretty cool physical wins that you can get, but also emotional wins, mental wins or process oriented wins. Yes. Things like, hey, I'm not on the couch twenty four hours a day anymore. I live in I live a genuine active lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think just any any sort of improvement, top to bottom, yeah. Counts as this. I agree. Perfect. Well, then let's get stuck into our list. Let's acknowledge some of our small wins, Let, shall we? Let's start. Um God, even just having this conversation right now, Matt 
I could, I'm still thinking of things like, oh, I should put this on my list. Well, I should put this on my list. What if we were to do a part two of this? <laughs> I think we might have to because even now I'm thinking like, oh, I should oh, have said more. that. Oh, I should have when said you, that. When you stick with this long enough and you don't give up, right, you stand to improve in so many areas and improve so many parts of your life that as, as we're discovering now, you can overlook slash forget slash not acknowledge a whole boatload of them. Mm. So that being said, I've got a few here. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've just got done a brain dump and I've got a few, like, yeah, I've got a bit of a list here. Shall I lead off? Yeah, I think so. All right, well, the first small win I would like to acknowledge is that I really appreciate and am grateful for the fact that I can walk into a gym anywhere in the world, any gym and know exactly what to do, how the equipment works, what my structure and what my plan is with no guesswork and no winging it. And boy, do I appreciate that. Because as I said this to Courtney when we were planning this out, like I go to the gym, I walk in, I'm doing this, I did this last week, here's the objective, here's the plan, boom, get in, smash it, get the fuck out and go home. How many people actually get to do that? When so many of us, and I was, I was the same when I first started, you, you, once you actually get to the gym, get out of the car and walk through the car park, because that can be a, a, a challenge enough, is like, what the fuck do I do in here? How does, this all, how does all this shit work? That's all gone for me now. Yeah. That's, it's normal for me to go, righto, here's the plan, here's how I execute it, boom, boom, done, see you later. I love that. Yeah. And this can occur anywhere in the world. Yeah. Any gym, I walk in, bang, they got this, I can do that, let's go. Yeah. Yep. I, I love that one. Um, first one for me is knowing how to lift weight safely. So this one isn't about, I think, for a lot of people, they see photos that I take of me lifting weights and the heavy weights that I lift. So they'll, a lot of people automatically think that I'll be striving for more weight. I don't really strive for a particular number of weight when I lift. Um, I think for me the biggest uh, small win that I take is just being how to do it safely. The biggest small win. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one, isn't it? Um, yeah, being how to do it safely. So knowing how to lift weight safely, knowing how to understand the way my body moves, knowing how to then progress weight safely and still understanding what my body's feeling. So no fear of hurting yourself. No fear of hurting myself. Was that there originally? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. 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 Completely avoided weight lifting altogether. Like when I first met you, Matt, you remember yeah. I never lifted weights. Yep. So starting from literally uh, trying to learn how to squat properly just with body weight, mm. um, let alone then adding weight. So just actually just feeling that I'm being safe when I lift weight, no matter how much weight I, I'm lifting, if I'm doing a deadlift of, you know, I don't know, 90 kilo deadlift or I'm doing a body weight squat, I know that I'm doing both things safely. My next one is an extension of my first one with regards to walking into the gym. I, a big win, a big... <laughs> I know, it's funny, isn't it? We're just going to keep saying it. A big, so. <laughs> small win, as Courtney would say, that I've had is... Also being able to walk into any gym and not feel like a fraud or not feel like I don't belong or that, you know, what am I doing? And this is what I had, this is where I was at the start when I first started. Like, what the fuck is a beached whale like me doing in a place like this with all these fit people who clearly know what they're doing? Boy, have I learned differently. But now I can walk in. Like, there's no, there's no feelings like that. There was originally for, for a while. I've worked past that. And holy shit, do I appreciate that. I'll be, I'll be fully transparent here. When I walk into a gym, any gym, I think it's my fucking gym. <laughs> you do. It's my fucking gym, my equipment. I run the show. The boss is here. <laughs> I have to tell Matt to not go and tell people to get off machines. It's like they're allowed to use them. It's okay. But it's a good feeling though just to be like, you know, no, you know what? I'm a guy who lives this lifestyle. I do this. I know what I'm doing. I belong in here. Get the fuck out of my way. Yeah. I didn't put that one on my list, but I can completely resonate with that one. I was too afraid to even walk through 
when I first met Matt, he worked in a gym where the cardio section and the weight section were sort of separated by by a wall. And I was too afraid to even walk through the weights area. Yeah, they were different rooms, totally um, different rooms. So I yep. hated even going in there. Um, felt like I didn't belong there. I would never have gone in there until I started training with Matt. So I can com- also completely resonate with that. And we hear that one a lot from a lot of clients that are saying they're too scared, you know, to walk into, you know, this gym or that gym. And, yeah, one thing that I definitely learned was the confidence to walk in there and not care. And also, like you said, Matt, that you do learn that most people don't know what they're doing and don't care what you're doing. Mm. <laughs> so mm. my next one is being comfortable in the kitchen. Ooh. Uh, so cooking, comfort with cooking. I've never been a big cooker. I do love – now I've developed a love of baking – because that's sort of like a stress release for me. Baking or bacon? Baking. Because I love bacon. Everyone loves bacon, apart from vegans. Um, I, I love baking as a form of stress relief, but I've never been a big cooker. I don't love to cook. I don't love looking for new recipes and trying out new things. I would much rather someone else cook for me if I could get away with it. Personal chef? I, you know, a decade ago when I first met Matt, I rarely cooked. I lived at home still and my mum would cook, but we'd mostly just eat a lot of takeaway. Um, So like during the day when I was at work, I would just buy my food when I was out. So very rarely did cook, very rarely looked at new recipes. So that was one thing that I can say now, looking back is a big win to where I am now, where I am confident. I still don't love to cook, but I'm confident doing it. I'll tell you what. You're damn good. Thank you. Some of the stuff you make up is, uh, yeah, you're good. Mm. Uh, for me, it's funny, you you moved into one in the kitchen. And my third one is also moving into the kitchen. Um, I A small win I've had, a big small win, is that I know how to make food work for me. Yeah. So there's no more fear of food and there's no more confusion or guesswork on, oh, should I avoid this? Should I have that? Like, no, I know where everything belongs. I know there's a home for most types of foods out there, yep. and I know where that home is yep. and where the home is for me. And it's in, for me, it's a, it's a bigger deal because I, as a diabetic, I am a type 2 diabetic, fully under control, but it's still there. But the thing is, when, when you're a diabetic, you, it's kind of put into your head like, mate, watch out for the sugar, watch out for the carbs. Like, no, as a diabetic, I have no fear of those things because I know where to make them work for me. Yeah. So I can look at... This extends to actually going out to restaurants. I can look at any menu and go, yep, I'll have this, 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 and this. And I'll know know what it will do for me. Yes. And I'm really grateful for that because like everyone else, when I was first starting, I was completely fucking clueless. Like food, it's all the same. Yeah. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. And But I know how to make it work for me. And that is, that's a win I'm real grateful for. Yeah. Love that. Uh, My next one is understanding what a good workout program looks like and how to write my own. Ooh. Yes, it's a bit of a twofold win here. Mm-hmm. So understanding over time, and this came over time, to understanding what I was doing in the gym. Wait, you mean you didn't learn it in the first week? No. This oh. one did come over time of understanding what I was doing in the gym and more importantly why I was doing it. The why always was the most important thing because then that allowed me to get develop the confidence, whereas now I could easily – if people know people say, oh, you can do that because you're a trainer. Absolutely not. There's zero, learning zero of that, really, when you become a personal trainer. So that is just experience and, and upskilling separately where I could now, even before I did my trainer course, I could, I could write somebody a workout program um, based off my knowledge about what I was taught. Also because not just what you were taught, though, but what you – Applied yourself. Yeah, my experience of actually doing it. Bingo. Definitely. Nothing beats doing it yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next one is developing an understanding uh, through experience of what real consistency means, uh, what it looks like, what it does for me, and why it's so important in general. Uh, as we spoke about in our superpowers episode uh, a few weeks back, Courtney, consistency being one of the most necessary superpowers. Easy to talk about, a whole lot different to actually live it and understand it and yes. appreciate the value of it. But also when I talk about the, the importance of consistency and what, how it's helped me, 
is the amount of mental energy I can serve by just being consistent and building a, a normal routine of consistency, it kind of takes the thinking out of a lot of things and you just do. It's yeah. ha- consistency for me be- has become habitual. Yes. I don't have to think about it. Yes. It just happens. But again, something that I think I've taken for granted now is that it's just so normal to me when previously that was a foreign concept. Because, mm. you know, it might be, oh, well, I'll go to the gym this week and then take a month off. Then yeah. I'll go to the gym for two weeks and mm, maybe I'll see you in three months' time. Yeah. Or, you know, very haphazard with things. That's not the case anymore. The training is consistent. I don't miss training sessions. Mm. I just don't. Yeah. I don't, I don't fuck up my cook-ups and meal prep. Do I enjoy it? Not in a million fucking years. I fucking hate it. Mm. But it still gets done. It doesn't get missed. It's consistent. Yes. And I am very grateful for that. Yes. Um, my next one, which I will just briefly touch on because we sort of touched on it a bit before, which was feeling comfortable and confident walking into the weights area or any area in any gym. Um, so a bit like what Matt one was before, which was, and I sort of touched on it before, which was I was always too afraid to walk into the weights area. I'd never had a problem walking into the cardio area of a gym, but the weights area always, always felt like I shouldn't be there. I didn't belong there. Um, but a, t- a step further than that, which was something Matt touched on in his earlier, which was any gym. And I think that's really important for me that I've developed that win over time which was it was it was a big um it was a win for me just to begin with just to step into the weights area yeah and then that went further by me now having the confidence to literally walk into any gym so it didn't matter if it was that gym or or you know any gym that I was in if we were traveling and we were somewhere else I could still felt just the same as walking into my own gym going in headphones on and doing a weight training session without um, being really insecure. I think the best example of that was our last overseas trip to the United States. Like we, we kept our, our gym habits up all along the way and did, um, did training sessions in all the different cities we were in and didn't miss a beat. Mm. Yep. Pretty damn cool. Uh, my next one, uh, the next small win is – these days, I know when to not sweat the small things, uh, when to sort of just brush things off and being able to just accept that, you know what, sometimes shit just happens, mate, and that's okay. Move the fuck on. Yep, love that. Don't sweat the small things. Well, the best advice I was ever given is don't sweat the small don't things. Don't sweat the small things. But, you know, advice, easy to give, hard to take and implement. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, I am very appreciative of that ability now. Love that. That's a, that's a win. My next one is food shopping with confidence. Mm. Knowing how to read a label. How did I not have this? So that was a huge one for me that I, of course, always knew how to food shop technically because you go with your parents from when you were kids and I understand what a supermarket looks like. But being able to get to that stage where – as I mentioned earlier, I was started cooking myself. So in order to start to cook myself, I started having to grocery shop myself. So I would go to the grocery store and actually buy my own food. So having to get comfortable with making the decisions about what to buy and not being overwhelmed and going in there with a plan. So just being really confident with my abilities to food shop, which I think is often overlooked by people and they think, oh, it's just food shopping, who cares? But no, that's a win, being able to feel like you're doing that confidently and in an organised format, you know. I don't know what the best way to say that, but in an organised way. But also just to the, the ability to be able to go in there and be part of the confidence I gained was be, the be ability to be able to read a label, to know what I was buying. When you've got a couple of products that are exactly that are saying from the front of the product is exactly the same, which one do you buy? The label tells you all. Being able to turn mm. over to the back of the label and actually be able to read it properly and understand it yeah. and then make the best decision, um, that that confidence that I gained from that really changed the way that I food shop. 
This is a perfect example of how we will need to do extra episodes about this because <laughs> I don't know how I missed that because like reading a nutritional label is empowering. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yep. It's just like, oh, cool. As Courtney said, okay, these two things are the same on the front. Look at the back. Oh, okay, two very different stories here. Yes, I'll this get one's this. got five ingredients. This I one's will, got one. Five? This one's got 15. Yes. And I can't pronounce eight of them. Yes. You know, yeah, Great point, Courtney. Great, great point. Uh, My next one is the fact that I've developed resilience. Mm. Real, legitimate resilience. I'm no longer a victim of my emotions. I'm no longer a victim of the choices or responses that I choose to make in negative situations. I just move the fuck on and keep going. So when I get knocked down, because the thing is with this, it's not about not being knocked down in life. It's going to happen. I don't stay down for long. Yeah. So when, 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 when shit happens in life and there's curveballs or negative situations, I don't pack up and go and you know, find my, myself feeling better at the bottom of a bottle of beer. Yeah. I don't be like, oh, I'm just too sad and too, I'm not motivated to go to the gym. No, no fuck, mate. I'm going. Bye. Shit's happening regardless. Yeah. So I'm a, a, a big small win is I've developed legitimate real resilience and I just keep on going. Yeah, I love that one. Love it. Um, my next one is understanding the difference between high and low energy carbohydrates. Ooh. Yeah. That was one when I looked back on in terms of food, and I do agree with the statement you made earlier, Matt, which was, you know, thinking that all food was just the same. Yes. I think when I look back, I definitely sort of thought the same thing, especially about quote-unquote healthy food. Obviously knew that sugar and and takeaway food was not the same. There's certain obvious ones, yeah. But in terms of like quote-unquote healthy food, I thought it was all just the same. Yeah. So I thought protein was all the same. And I thought carbohydrates were just carbohydrates. I didn't even understand that a lot of vegetables are even considered carbohydrates. I was never even taught that all vegetables are carbohydrates. carbohydrates. It's just about what level they're at. Never even knew that. If you'd asked me back in the day, I would have said, you know, protein, yeah, is like dairy, you know, and then meat, um, fish. And then if you had asked me what was carbohydrates, I would have said bread, rice, rice, potato, pasta. pasta. The usual suspects. And then everything else I would have just said are vegetables. It's like a category is just for vegetables. But I would never like I didn't that was that was the basis of my knowledge of food. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I definitely look back now and and yet yeah, a small win was even just having that pointed out to me and then me being able to understand and implement the differences with food. Isn't that the key word? Implement. Yeah. Yep. It's one thing to know. It's a different thing to do. Yeah. So I'm not, I mean, obviously the outcome of all of that wouldn't be considered a small win because that's then when you start hitting your targets and your goals. But for me, just, just the knowledge. Literally, it was just a win for me to have that pointed out to me. Well, it's I it's like it's one of my points earlier, knowing how to make food work for you. Yeah, and that's yeah. part of this, knowing where where the home is for carbohydrates, because like, okay, yes, we've got protein sources, and they're not all created equally. Carbohydrates, mate, they are absolutely not all created equally, and there yeah. is the 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 variance between quality carb sources and let's use a technical term, shit carb sources, like the variance is fucking as wide as the Grand Canyon. And just on another, like I won't drag this point out even more, but just it always does make me laugh a little bit once I understood that they're all considered carbohydrates and they're just at different levels of energy. When, you know, people talk about cutting out carbs, it would always make me laugh a little bit because I would think, which ones? Yeah, the... (laughs) I, I've had that for a while where it's like, oh, yeah, I'm cutting out carbs for a while. It's like, what, you're not eating vegetables? Yeah. Are you eating broccoli? No, I mean, just inside because I knew what they were saying. They were saying that, the, yeah. you know, the ones that I would always the starchy con- stuff. contribute yeah. to carbs. But it always just made me laugh inside a little bit because I would think to myself, do they just not know that all of 
vegetables are carbs like I didn't or no, no, are, are you, they just playing on the words? No, no, you are correct. But, you know, that that was, yeah, it was a little bit funny for me because I back I didn't know that. So well, then you would fair. look around and you would know that other people wouldn't know that. You don't but, know what you don't know. Yeah, but I think that was a big one for me is just literally just seeing it written down and understanding it. So obviously like I had to remind myself of that one about how much I've learned about food over the time because, as I said, implementing the food changes can be long and I made plenty of mistakes. I still make mistakes. But I think going always going back to that knowledge of how much I know about food now compared to 10 years ago is, uh, is definitely a small win for me. Yep. Uh, next one for me, I hardly ever get sick and if I do, it ain't for long. I have a, I'm not going to use the word bulletproof, immune system, but it's well armoured. Yes. And you can you can attest to this, Courtney, like you, you've seen it living living together for as long as we have, like when there's been times when we've been sick together at the same time, we all know who, know who gets past it faster. Yes. It's just, it's just the way yeah. it's been over time. <laughs> yes. And where conversely when I was younger and obviously, you know, very obese and unhealthy, like sick was just a way of life for me. Yeah. It, unfortunately, feeling sick and feeling run down was normal. Yeah. Now it's completely abnormal and if I do pick up something, it's not there for long. Yeah. Um, my next one was having confidence to go out for dinner. Ooh. And select what I wanted to eat. And I think for me, this win came over time of a going out for dinner, not feeling judgment from others um, but Are you allowed to eat that? Yeah, but then also going out for dinner and just being comfortable making a decision about what I wanted to eat. So did I want to have a hamburger, which was fine if I wanted to have that and having the confidence yeah. to make that decision without feeling like I'd failed or regret. Guilt-free eating out. Or on mm. the other hand, if I wanted to go out for dinner and I didn't want to indulge myself with anything – like that, if I wanted to eat quite clean out for dinner, I had the knowledge to be able to make that call too, and the confidence to make the call. And, by and the, the confidence, of it. so so I could I f- felt the confidence of going out for dinner and making the decision when I was out for dinner what I wanted to eat, and having the confidence to go with that. Is it a small win? Going a bit step a step further from what you just said, is it a small win to be able to go out with friends or family or? me or whatever or whoever and have what you want without feeling like you're missing out. Yeah, definitely. Because then you're still making that choice. Like if you if I go out and I want to have a hamburger and chips, I can do that. If I want to go out and I want to have um steak a, and veg. A steak and vegetables with no chips and no gravy because I want to have the, you know, nice clean um, That's what you're in the mood for. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which it often is, especially further down the process I went because it became my normal food. So going out and having something that was abnormal for me would often make me feel sick, um, a bit yucky in my tummy because it wasn't what I usually had by that stage. So, yep. And, yeah, so definitely if I chose to just have steak and, and vegetables with nothing else, um, I could make that decision, A, because my knowledge said that I know it, I'm going to feel good on this, but B, I mean, the judgment of others didn't really come into it by then. Isn't that also then another small win, not caring about what others think? Well, I think as well, maybe I was making it up in my head, but I also think if you make decisions with confidence in those situations, it was never questioned. Oh, why are you having that? It, it just never came up. So maybe some people would still have it come up, but I think I did. I think when for me, maybe it was just my confidence in making the decision about what I was going to eat. Um, but I don't remember it coming up a lot of you know any sort of pressure to have something else to eat. I've had that in the past, to which my response has been, "I'm having what I want." We'll stop. Yeah, and I think just the confidence to be able to say, "Like I'm having this because I legitimately want it, not because I think I have to have it." Mm-hmm. I can easily have that, but I don't want that. I don't feel like that. Exactly. I mean, I went out for dinner the other night and I had steak and veg and it was because I wanted it. Was it good? Yes. Excellent. Yeah. Was that the porterhouse I asked you about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, on the subject of foods, uh, my next one revolves around cravings. <clears throat> so 
I could sit here and spin some bullshit story um, that I no longer have cravings. I know I still have cravings. What I crave now has changed. So as you go through this process long enough, you go through more than once on multiple occasions what is known as a fuel shift. So your body, when we first tend to start out, we're overweight, we're unhealthy, we don't look functional, feel our best. Our bodies and our minds are used to running on certain types of fuel. Those fuel sources usually tend to be processed foods, um, poor carbohydrates, etc., and we develop a physiological addiction to them. Hence, oh, I'm craving potato chips or I'm craving chocolate or this or that. That's, it is what it is. I used to crave these things too. Now, as a real sign of not knowing who the fuck I even am anymore, my body craves fucking vegetables. Like, what? What? Like, I had this craving from time to time for roast pumpkin. Years ago, roast pumpkin, or pumpkin in general, was my least favorite vegetable. It just looked gross. It tasted gross. Get it away from me and give me a hamburger. Now... Oven roasted pumpkin with some of the spices on it. Oh my goodness. So yes, my body has switched fuel sources. It now craves good, wholesome, nutritious, real food. And that's a win. That is a win. My next one is being able to deal with mistakes and learn from them. So probably building a bit of that resilience, like you mentioned before, Matt, I think that's the perfect word for it, where... I would definitely not sit here and say that I have as good of resilient as resilience as you. Well, it's not. A, it's not a comparison thing. But I was going to say it's not a competition. You can only, you have improved at that. You and can that's only what deal with what your your well your circumstances person, yes, your circumstance will, will yeah. let you deal with. So for me, I'm absolutely better at dealing with mistakes and learning from them because I think for me back I look at myself, you know, a decade ago, and I would hide from mistakes and I would try to cover them up. So I would know that they were there, but I was embarrassed or, you know, I would have that knee-jerk reaction of needing to hide the fact that I'd made a mistake. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas now I have developed the ability to be able to admit mistakes, um, feel them, deal with them, and then work through them. Hmm. Well said. The next small win for myself is I have become very good. I would actually use the term elite at blocking the noise. Yes, you have. You uh, are elite. I can actually give you props for that. Uh, I've developed a, a real sense of focus on what I'm doing and why. And I do not suffer anymore from shiny object syndrome. Oh, that program over there looks like the thing that's missing. That'll get me where I want to go. I'll go and try that for a couple of weeks. No. Yeah. Oh, I'll go and sign up to this course and that'll that'll get me rich and successful and blah, 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 blah. Fuck all that. Yeah. Fuck all that. I've become elite at knowing what to let in and everything else to get out. Yes. Block the noise. Yes. And it's a real skill that you develop over time of knowing what to focus on and when and why. Everything else, get out. Yeah. Everyone else, get out. Mm. Yep. And I, and I am tremendously grateful for that because my productivity as a result in various areas of my life has gone through the roof. Is it perfect? It's never fucking perfect. No. Is it better? Heaps. Yes. Yep. Um, my next small win is tra- around travel or any disruptions in my day-to-day routine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think years ago, I think these, you know, this one's quite easy to overlook as not a big deal. But, um, and that's one thing I will just also mention, one thing I didn't mention at the very start of this episode Mm -hmm. when we're talking about what is um, a small win. I think I'll also add to that, it's something that you would automatically often pass off as not a big deal. And, you know, you you, you mentioned it perfectly earlier, Matt, where you said it's, it's improvement. And I think not always, but I think often your small wins, and that's why it's so good to highlight them as well, is that we can often just pass them off as not a big deal, not worth celebrating. Just, just, it just, I've just done it. We kind of normalize these things like, oh, well, everyone must, must do this. Yeah. 
happen. Yeah. Not really. Not really. So for me, one of those ones as well that I never really stopped to give myself a proper pat on the back for mm. was being able to work with things like travel. So and ha- not have that set me back, not use that as an excuse to set me back. So not travel and just completely eat whatever I wanted and everything go out the window or just stop moving and just sit on the couch or, you know, not bother going to the gym or, um, yeah, I think my attitude towards those things that come up um, has definitely improved over time. So when you go on a holiday, you don't take a holiday from your lifestyle? No, no. I've, um, that's a really good point. I've seen it with plenty of people and clients previously where they can be on a bit of a roll and then they, they, you know, it's time to go on a holiday to which I say, please, well-deserved, go and enjoy yourself. But they go so far off yeah. what they've been doing, it can take them months or some people, they never recover. No. They're, they're, it's like they bring, they bring the habits they've developed on their holiday back home with them and it just... And completely guilty for me, and I've done that a lot. So have I. And I still struggle with it, but I think my the biggest win for me with that is the fact that I know I've learnt, you know, what my mindset should be going into those sort of holidays, and it's never going to be perfect. I mean, you brought up our last trip to the US, Matt. It doesn't have to be perfect. We still worked out on that trip. We there's there's no way that we would have done our usual exercise routine. You know, we would have done maybe two weight training sessions a week. I did three. And you did three. I probably went down to two, whereas currently I'm at four. Yeah. And you're at what? Five. Five. So it was definitely less than we did. The amount of walking we did, though, was up. So it was all balanced out. And then, yeah, we ate. You know, we wanted to try things like that were there that, you know, we don't have in Australia. So we tried a lot of different foods and they weren't necessarily what we usually eat, but we balanced that out by having, you know, making sure we had a really good breakfast or making sure that we got plenty of energy in for the amount of walking well, we were doing. Don't, don't forget though as well, if you recall on our last trip, like we did our own food prep. Yeah, we did. Where we stayed in different locations. Yeah. Like that was different to our, our first trip over there where we literally went. Yeah. <laughs> Went went well with it, so yeah. to speak. So we've definitely had different experiences with that, but I think just for me, the small win definitely came when it was about my ability to be able to look at travel as not an excuse to change my behaviour, and it was more looking at travel as how do I make my behaviour work in with this trip. That's well said. I look at I look at holidays as well. Okay, what good habits can I take with me? Mm. I'm not going to be perfect. I don't need to be. I don't want to be, but I'm also not going to go completely in the other direction and just slide off a cliff yep. with it. So great point. Your next one? Uh, okay. <laughs> I wake up every day feeling strong, energetic, and alert versus when I was younger, dragging my ass out of bed at midday, feeling like death warmed up. And, and this is almost something that annoys my wife because when I wake up in the morning, I wake up. Yeah, you're really annoying. I'm just like, cool, it's 6 o'clock, it's 5.30, let's go. And Courtney's yeah. like, fuck off. I'm not a morning person. Oh, no, you are certainly not. One thing that has not changed for me over you, the years. You, you are fucking a miserable sod in the morning. I just don't find it necessary to speak a lot. In the morning. Where I spring out. I'm just like, let's go. Like you want to talk about stuff. Nothing's yes. happened. I've just been asleep for eight hours. I require deep and meaningful <laughs> at 5.15 a.m. Whereas I'm the opposite. I want them at the end of the day and you don't want to talk. I'm playing video games. <laughs> Piss off. So snapshot into our relationship. But I do agree with you though. Quality of sleep and being able to wake up feeling. I definitely feel more energetic in the mornings, even though I still hate getting up in the morning and I struggle to get out of bed, but not because... You're I, anything other than lazy. I'm anything other than I just want to stay there and sleep more. But, yes, I, I, I think that's a great point. Um, my next one is um, the ability to be able to still eat sugary treats, so like ice cream, which I had a big problem with overeating, overindulging, binge eating, emotionally binge eating um, in the past. I can still eat those things without feeling like I need to keep eating them 
So in the past, when I went on a bit of a binge, it would be easy for me just to start eating a tub of ice cream and just continue. And then, whoops, all of a sudden it's gone. There's no more tub of ice cream. I finished the whole thing. Mm. That doesn't happen for me now. So the small win for me is that I can still eat those things and I can eat a small amount and fine in that moment. I don't need to keep eating it right then and there. And I think that that was a big thing for my mindset to get used to. That's well said. Uh, Next one for me is very simple. I haven't given up despite having countless opportunities to do so. I've even had the thoughts over the years, like this is all too hard. Mm. Even with this podcast, early on was like, is is this really something we want to stick with or something that's worth doing? Do we, should we really be doing this? And I, I understand, I accept, I acknowledge, and I appreciate that the only reason, the biggest, actually I won't say the only reason, the biggest reason I am where I am with any sort of success I've had in my life is because I simply have not given up. Yeah. Because that, that then opens the door or multiple doors for opportunities and improvement in all these different areas. Mm. And this is like as, as easy as, as it can be for me to sit here in 2022 and say, I just don't get why people give up. No, I do get it. Yeah. Because it can seem like the easier option. Where when I was younger, I used to think the same thing. Actually, not that, not that long ago either, actually. You know, there's, again, there's opportunities to give up. This is not going to happen. I guess maybe I could say I'm just fucking stubborn. Yeah, you are. You are. Um, I will attest to that. Um, love that one. My next one is being able to try new things and push myself outside my comfort zone. Ooh. So Good. this is one that I would definitely say that I'm nowhere near great at. And I still don't like it, Mm. (laughs) but I'm actually, I think the biggest um, small win for me is just the ability to be able to try. The biggest small win. I know it sounds stupid, but I'm going to keep saying it because now it's funny. I'm there with you. Um, It's pretty funny. um, Yeah, I think for me, that would be, again, it would have been something that 10 years ago, I would have just not even looked at trying. Like not even looked at starting because I just would have been so afraid. Afraid of what? Of making a mistake, looking silly, mm-hmm. uh, people's opinion of me, you know, you name it, I would have felt it. I would have told myself, you know, my anxiety would have got the best of me and I just would never even looked at it. So I would have stuck, I always stuck with doing the same thing. I mean, my gym example is a perfect example, whereas I went to the gym and I went on the treadmill because I knew how to work it. I wouldn't even try the Stairmaster because I was too afraid that I'd get on there and I didn't know how to start it. Comfort zone only. Yeah. Yeah. It was literally that bad that I wouldn't even try a different piece of cardio equipment if I didn't know how to work it. It can be crippling, can't it? So I think for me, just the ability that I've been able to do things like start weight training, like take pictures of me and post them of me weight training, which I never would have done before. Videos videos, um, talk on a podcast, write blogs, um, you know, train clients um, as a trainer. Um, Put yourself out there basically. Yeah, yeah. like all these things um, I would never I've never have even attempted. Uh, for me, um, the next small win is how my confidence has developed and my belief in myself has developed – over time to the point where I would almost say I am irrationally confident um, in in a number of areas. But as a result of that, and this is the point of this one, is I no longer fear failure. Yep. Because I understand and acknowledge that the entire time I've been doing this, be it personally, doing what I do for my career, et cetera, it has been an endless series of forward failures you do something, you fuck it up, you make a mistake, you learn where you went wrong, you apply it, you do it again, you get better, repeat, 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 repeat. I have failed my way forward and I love it. And as a result, I 
believe I can do whatever I set my mind to now where previously I used to talk myself out of things. You'll always be fat. You'll always be alone. Oh, you're just a personal trainer. You're not meant to do a podcast and all this bullshit you tell yourself. Yeah. Now, I know if I want to do something, I can sure as hell do it and do it very, very well because even though I expect I'm going to make mistakes or I'm going to have failures, they're going to make me better and I don't, I'm not afraid of them. Yep. Win. Absolutely. Love that. All right, my next one. Well, I've got one left. Do you have one left? I do. Oh, good. This worked out well. Um, my last one is not making myself sick over what I'm going to wear. Ooh. Yes. So, again, one of those ones that, I mean, I think I keep mentioning it, but the biggest thing as well to remember with celebrating um, or reflecting on small wins is that it doesn't mean that you're perfect at it or you've nailed it. It just means that you've, as Matt said, you've improved on it. So this is one of those ones, a prime example. I've not nailed this, and it's not like I don't think about it, but I have improved on it. So I can look back now and say, okay, sometimes I struggle to decide what to wear. Sometimes it's just not having a very good day or a very good week or I feel a bit shit. Um, Wow week? Or... Yeah, or legitimately I've, I've, I've had some poor habits over the, the previous few months and I feel like I've gained a couple of kilos and I can feel it and I just don't feel good about myself. That still happens, you know, I'm still human and that's going to happen sometimes. But I can safely say that overall, I even in those moments though, I don't make myself sick over what am I going to wear. And this is something that I used to have a lot of anxiety about and I used to really make myself sick over was what am I going to wear? How am I going to make myself not look so fat? You know, how can I cover myself up? Um, If I've got a special event coming up, like, oh, shit, what am I going to wear? You know, I don't want to go. Um, Yeah. Isn't that – that's <laughs> – you've really hit, hit a really good point there, which will have to be for our – our next small wins episode, like not avoiding social situations anymore. Yeah. Yep. We'll save that one though. We'll save that one. Uh, my last one is knowing and appreciating that anytime I find or I feel myself going off track, I know precisely how to get back on track. Mm. I'm going to share the secret highly advanced formula for how to get back on track. Get your pen, get your paper, open your phone up, get your notepad ready. Here we go. This is going to take a while. I get back to the basics. I am damn good. Actually, no, you know what? Fuck it. I am fucking great at the basics and getting back to it. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm not going to say I've mastered it, but damn, I'm good. Yeah. I'm on the all-star team for the basics. <laughs> Because that's what comes with consistency. Yes. I can get back on track quickly. Just go back to the fundamentals, the same fundamentals that we work to drill into our clients, we've drilled into ourselves. It always goes back to the basics. Look, just get your training in, push yourself hard, get in the kitchen, plan and prepare your meals out and just make the next decision a good one. Yep. Make the next choice a good one and build on from there. I do not dwell on things. And I get back to the basics. That is my secret, super advanced formula for getting back on track. Just get back to the basics, mate. And I think I'm fucking good at that. Yes. And that's a win. I agree. Love that. Done. Done. For now. That That is our list for now. Um, so I hope you have been able to at least look Hear this list and think of things that maybe you also have improved at. Let's go a step further. Uh, podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com is our email address. Email us your small wins. Yeah. I think... Write a list out like what we have. Yes. Here. doesn't matter how short or long it is. It doesn't need to be a set number. Like Courtney and I just sat here and just wrote things out and it's like, you know what, let's just start with this. Yeah. I mean, as we said, we could have kept going, so we had to cap it somewhere. That's what other episodes are for. Yes. But I think... And you're always going to think of new ones, but that's the best thing about constantly reflecting on this. So, I mean, I really think you should at least do it weekly. It's, oh, I completely agree. So I think you should at least do it weekly and form this habit 
of reflecting on what have I improved on. Acknowledging as well. Yes. What have I what have I done well and or what have I improved on this week? Yes. Because this is something that it's going to work in so many different areas for me, for in my mind, Matt, where you've got, yes, you're going to be celebrating these things. So you're going to be giving yourself that little pump up, which we all need. I mean, it's a fucking long process. It is so long. So to sit here and say, no, nah, I don't need to celebrate anything. Well, it can also wrong. it can also feel like you're you're putting in a lot of effort and not getting much yes. out of it because you aren't where you want to be. Yes. So I think that you absolutely, if you can celebrate any win, take it because you're going to need that at some time or another. You are going to need it. Um, but I also think that it it just gives you good reflection on okay, what have I done well? You know, where where then can I improve? Or great, I I'm really improving it at this and I think this is going to help me with my next thing that I need to improve on which is this um so you're going to be able to use it as well along the way so it's not just for celebration it's going to be also things that you're going to be able to use or rely on or use to improve other habits or other skills that you you want to work on you know also it is I feel it is training yourself to look at things from a more positive perspective yeah as Courtney will attest to, I have become a very cup half full yes. kind of person. That def- that definitely wasn't how it used to be, but I always look for where's the positives here. Yeah. And I think taking some time, as Courtney suggested, and I agree with this, like just a, w- a weekly thing, what have I done well? Yeah. doesn't have to be what have I improved on. What have I done well? What's a positive here? Because otherwise, if we're just dwelling on the negatives, it just gets you down. Mm. It screws with your head. You end up, you know, beating yourself up. And it, it's a gateway to, oh, it's just, I'm not going anywhere. It's not worth it. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's, it's a very much becomes a, a negative feedback loop. But we can get, we usually, by the time we've hit the point where we're ready to change, we're usually so deep into that negative mindset loop that um, any sort of, improvement in that is going to be beneficial well it's got to start somewhere and i think i think the best place as we said to start is just like okay a weekly thing what have i done well yeah and it can be and if if you think it's too small to acknowledge you're probably wrong yeah like it can be as i said earlier in the episode as simple as well i got all my gym sessions in this week and i pushed hard yeah like that, okay, i did food win. shopping for the first time and actually you know cooked my own meals mm-hmm. yep. even if it wasn't all week even if you just said, I was supposed to do a week, but I only got in half the week. But you know what? At least you got in half the week. Well, the thing is, let's say your example, Courtney, of being a person that used to skip breakfast, which we've both been guilty of, uh, you can tell yourself, oh, well, okay, I'm having breakfast two times a week now versus zero, but oh, I'm not there yet. Mate, you've improved. Two times a week is two times more than zero. Yeah. That's an improvement. That's a win. But it's also the thing is with this, all these wins we, we have and we rack up over time are things that can be built on. Yeah. Over time. It's not just like, oh well, you know, this I've improved at this and that's it. Like, no, you, you can develop on top of that and build on top of that and generate more forward momentum as you go through this. And the thing is as well, I suppose before we wrap this up, Courtney, a key thing I want to I want to get across is when like we have some pretty impressive before and after photos of ourselves. Yes. Right? Those things don't happen without a huge collection of small wins. Yes. It's not just one big, oh, I've done it. Where's my gold medal? Like, no. It is a collection of the things like what we've spoken about in this episode today and all the things we've still forgotten about that yes. we'll, we'll have to hit in our next episode. Because that's all, to me, I think it's also a positive. Here I go, cup half full. It's a positive that we that we are still overlooking so many because it's like, well, it means we've had even more than we're listing here. Yes. And like even just talking this through with you, there's a whole pile in my head now where it's like, huh, could have put that in there. Yeah. Yeah, we missed this one, this save, one. Save that for I the agree. next one. I agree. All right. Well, I mentioned before, uh, we'll get the hell out of here. I mentioned before our email address, as I said, podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com. Email us any you know, questions, feedback. And in this case, tell, share your small wins. Yeah. 
Uh, or if you're listening to this and you're in our Facebook group, which you should be over at Facebook. Post is them in there. The Weight Loss Podcast at Facebook is post your small wins in there and tag us. Yeah. Because it we like to hear this stuff and read this stuff and know about this stuff as well. It, it's it's as helpful for us as it is for you. Yeah. It's, it's, again, positivity and that's kind of like – I agree. What we're about, so yeah. and keep your keep your eyes peeled for the Q and A posts that will go up, looking for your questions because that episode is coming to you next week. Oh, it's our favorite time of the season, uh, answering random questions uh, from people like yourself. So yes, that uh, that's coming. Yep. So we're out of here. Thank you for joining us. Hope this has helped. See you next week. Bye. Are you ready to share your success? Head over to our website for full access to our show notes, resources based on today's topic, and links to our Facebook group so you can share your story with our hosts and many others out there who are looking to achieve and maintain their health and fitness goals. You can find all that and more exclusively at theweightlosspodcast.com. 